from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, September 30th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. This afternoon, the state reported about 6,500 new COVID cases and 300 new hospitalizations. Both numbers were similar to yesterday's daily report. Total overall deaths in Ohio remained the same at 21,945. Current COVID hospitalizations are just above 3,600 in Ohio. That's down nearly 100 from nine days ago. A doctor in Toledo says hospitals in Ohio are continuing to get slammed by the pandemic. Dr. Brian Kaminsky with ProMedica Health in Toledo says the high number of COVID patients and staffing shortages are creating the perfect storm. We're challenged from all directions. It's all those influences that are creating a a difficult situation to take care of patients walking through our front door, coming in through EMS, and then also our planned visits through surgery and uh, admissions from outside sources. The Ohio Hospital Association says one in four patients currently in intensive care units in Ohio are COVID-19 patients. Dr. Lon Fon with Ohio State University's Wexner Medical Center in Columbus says the pandemic is causing many people nationwide to struggle. Two out of every five Americans are struggling with anxiety and depression. So we've doubled the number of, of, of Americans struggling in our society with real clinical symptoms of depression and anxiety. An Ohio State Highway Patrol trooper has died after being hospitalized with COVID-19. ONN's Angela Ann reports. Lieutenant Brian Aller passed away yesterday. Aller was hospitalized earlier this month after contracting the virus. That's according to a GoFundMe page organized on behalf of his wife. He had been with the State Highway Patrol for more than 20 years and recently served as the commander of the Springfield Post since 2014. Angela Ann, ONN News. Bloomberg is reporting that Taiwan-based Foxconn is buying Lordstown Motors in Northeast Ohio. Here's Maureen Kyle in Cleveland. Foxconn is the world's largest electronics manufacturer. Lordstown Motors has been riddled with issues since they bought the former GM plant just two years ago. And just this past summer, the electric truck manufacturer's founder stepped down amid claims of inflated orders. But then in July, the company got a boost, announcing a private equity firm has invested $400 million. The company had planned to begin building trucks this month with a December delivery date, but with a sale looming that is not clear when it will be possible. Ohio's Democratic U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown talked with ONN this morning about it. First of all, what does it mean in terms of jobs? That's always the question I ask. Uh, the company that started it, owns it, has not really lived up to its promises. If this company buys it and does the production in Youngstown and hire Amer- hires American workers, Um, That can be a good thing, Um, but uh, we watch and we pay attention, and uh, we'll see what happens. Lordstown Motors has not commented. A Western Ohio man and two women who pleaded guilty in what authorities called the extreme abuse death of a young boy have all been sentenced to lengthy prison terms. Here's ONN's Eric Brown. Al McLean pleaded guilty earlier this month in Montgomery County Court to multiple charges including murder and rape in connection with the December 2019 death of his son, 10-year-old Dakota Collins. He was sentenced Wednesday to 51 years to life in prison. McLean's fiancée, Amanda Hines, was sentenced to a minimum of 22 years in prison, while her sister, Jennifer Ebert, got an eight-year term. Both women who lived in the Dayton home with McLean had pleaded guilty to involuntary manslaughter and child endangerment charges. Eric Brown, ONN News. 
In suburban Columbus, a 16-year-old is charged with rape after a Westerville Central High School football player was allegedly attacked in the school's locker room last month. More on this from ONN's Yolanda Harris. Court documents say the suspect, who we are not naming because they are a minor, is facing felony charges of rape and abduction and a misdemeanor charge of assault. The 14-year-old victim told police he was knocked to the ground and kicked by several teammates and sexually assaulted by one of them. In a statement, the school district says the district's investigation into this matter remains open and any new information brought forward will be given full consideration as efforts continue to bring it to a resolution. I'm Yolanda Harris. Ohio workers on minimum wage will get a pay raise next year. The state minimum wage will increase to $9.30 per hour for non-tipped employees starting January 1st. That's an increase of 50 cents an hour or more than 5% from the current minimum wage. Tipped employees will see a pay increase of 25 cents an hour to 465. Ohio voters passed a constitutional amendment in 2006 that increases the minimum wage by the same rate as inflation. For workers at small companies or who are under 16 years of age, the minimum wage will remain at $7.25. That's the federal minimum wage. Ohio State University in Columbus has announced additional steps to keep students safe amid a rise in crime. ONN's Andrew Kinsey reports. Ohio State announced its online student safety classes have now launched. It's a one-hour course made up of 10 videos teaching students how to handle certain scenarios. Portable personal safety devices are also now available. They have an alarm feature that can attract attention in case of an emergency. News alerts also being sent to parents and families. And the Community Ambassador Program is expanding in size and scope. I'm Andrew Kinsey. There could soon be an investigation into how First Energy Stadium in Cleveland was named. ONN's Clay Gordon explains. Ohio's Utility Commission wants an independent auditor to look into if customers' money was used for naming rights. Democratic legislators think the name should revert to Cleveland Brown Stadium after the House Bill 6 corruption scandal involving First Energy. The company has acknowledged secretly funding a $60 million bribery scheme to win legislative approval. I'm Clay Gordon. Ohio University in Athens has added virtual reality and game development to the list of majors now being offered. The program is through OU's Scripps College of Communication and is geared toward readying students for emerging technologies for communications. It was approved by the Board of Trustees in April and is available this fall. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.